We are playing a game of what's more likely on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins as training camp continues and the team gets ready for a preseason game against the Philadelphia Flyers on Friday. Let's get into it, shall we? Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Thursday, September 28th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your daily routine here in September as we get ready for a brand new season. If you have not done so already, please go to your favorite podcast app, go to YouTube, search up Locked On Boston Bruins, hit that subscribe button so that you do not miss a thing. If you're on social media, you can find the podcast at Locked On no, sorry, Locked NHL Bruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey thoughts, at Ian C. McLaren. The Bruins practicing again today following more on-ice sessions on Wednesday. They're preparing for a preseason game against the Philadelphia Flyers on Friday, and uh, be sure to keep it locked here to Locked on Bruins for all the latest on the black and gold today. We are playing a game of what's more likely. We take a few scenarios and discuss whether or not A or B is more likely. Pretty simple. Let's start with Pavel Zaka, shall we? And Brad Marchand was pumping up his possible new center at practice the other day. Zaka, I think, is ready for a pretty prominent role with the Boston Bruins. Marshawn, of course, has played with Patrice Bergeron for many, many years until the former captain's retirement, the new captain, saying Zaka took a massive step last year. He has incredible vision, a really good two-way player like Bergie. And perhaps he has an even higher level to hit in 2023-2024. And if we're saying whether or not it's more likely that Pavel Zaka breaks out and scores 100 points or Pavel Zaka tanks and can't hang with the Boston Bruins top six as a center, I am going with the upside for sure. Dauber Hockey has him as a potential 75-point player this season. And I think that's not out of the question. He had 57 points last year, 21 goals in 82 games. And he's coming in not unlike Linus Allmark last season. I think that's a fair comparison. Allmark, in his first year with the Bruins, stumbled a bit out of the gate. And he admitted that it took him some time to get used to a new city, a new system, new teammates, new coaching staff etc. Now, Zaka had some familiarity with the area, having had an off-season home there, but he's coming in with a full season in black and gold under his belt, and he is even 
more comfortable this season um, than he was last year just because of that familiarity. He's coming in. He knows what's expected of him. He knows that there is a role open for him in the middle. He has chemistry with um, David Pasternak. He's getting some reps here with Brad Marchand. He skated with Marchand in the offseason, and he admitted that it's um, a whole new ball game this year as he is more comfortable coming in. There's a little bit more pressure. Uh, he, you know, had to step up in the playoffs. He is getting more opportunities, more chances to play. That's what every player wants to do and wants to get better at. And, you know, there's a reason why Pavel Zaka was drafted so high back in 2015. What was it? Fifth or sixth overall. He was highly touted out of junior. He played for the Sarnia Sting of the Ontario Hockey League. He had 64 points in 51 games following his draft year. For whatever reason, didn't quite pop in New Jersey, but he has a new lease on life in black and gold. And that time at center last spring when Krejci missed several games at the end of the regular season and during the playoffs, gave him a leg up as he continues to build chemistry with his countrymen in David Pasternak. Uh, he's also learned from Brad Marchand, telling me the whole summer how he trains. Zaka said of Marchand, he was able to watch him, trying to get better with him. One reason why Brad's captain is because he's a great leader and he knows how to talk to players and how to make them feel comfortable. So that's how he was to me the whole summer. Zaka continued trying to make me feel comfortable coming to the center this year and doing my best. End quote. So. Marshawn has been instrumental teaching Zaka what it takes to step up and be a contributing member of the Boston Bruins, a key member of the Boston Bruins. I think 75 points is not out of the question. Um, I think he's going to pop playing with either Brad Marshawn or David Pasternak. He was highly touted coming out of junior for a reason. He was taken so high by the Devils for a reason. And I think this full summer in Boston, working with Marshawn, seeing how dedicated he is, helped push Zaka to improve his own trading habits in preparation of the new season. And uh, he's going to take another step forward. I really believe that's more likely than him taking a step backwards out of the shadow of Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci. He's going to step up, and I'm really excited to see what Pavel Zaka is going to be able to do here this coming season. All right, coming up after the break, we are going to discuss what's more likely, whether uh, Matt Grizzly is traded or Mason Lorai sent back down to Providence. We'll also touch on the professional tryout guys coming up later on uh, but we'll get to all that here after the are you missing the syrup for your pancakes or just ran out of your favorite 
coffee creamer with DoorDash delivery groceries. You can get what you want right when you need it. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or we'll make it right. Sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. If you want even more value, you can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. With easy subs right in the app and best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want them. Right now, you can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKED at checkout. That's 50% off up to a $20 uh, subtotal, zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKED. That's code LOCKED for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your daily routine. On tomorrow's episode, we will preview the game against the Philadelphia Flyers, as well as bring you all the latest from training camp. All right, so yesterday there was a report on Boston Hockey Now saying that there are a lot of teams interested in Bruins defenseman Matt Grizzlick. Jimmy Murphy quoted a Northeast-based NHL pro scout as saying, Chatter is picking up more as I scout preseason games. The scout added, teams are starting to see if maybe they have a young player that can make the jump or eat up more minutes. Look what Mason Lorai did in Buffalo the other night. Sure, he made some mistakes, but he didn't get down on himself, and he ate some minutes. I watched him a lot last season. I think he could be ready for the show, end quote. So the premise here is that if Lorai has another impressive showing, would the Bruins consider exploring the trade market before the season begins to see if they can create some cap space by trading Matt Grizzlick, who's entering the final year of a four-year, $14.7 million contract? Or what about defenseman Derek Forbort entering the final season of a three-year $9 million contract. This scout said, don't know about Forbort, but I can tell you that teams are interested in Grizzlick. Maybe Don Sweeney should ring up Kyle Davidson again in Chicago. Grizzlick is better than any left shot D they have, and they have cap space. He could be great on their power play. End quote. That would be interesting for sure. Grizzlick joining Taylor Hall and Nick Felino in Chicago, the team that the Bruins opened their season against on October 11th. Lorai did look very good against the Sabres the other night. Like I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, he was matched up against some top competition in Tage Thompson um, and was a positive possession player in that game. Made some mistakes, which is to be expected, but looked not out of place. Again, quality of competition comes into play here. Not a full NHL lineup. He's not going to be playing 30 minutes against, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs per se, but 
it begs the question whether or not you trade Matt Grizzlick to free up some cap space to maybe sign some of these PTO guys. Or you send Lori to Providence for further seasoning. What I would love to be most likely is Derek Forbort moved off the roster. That would be most ideal. But of course, as this scout mentioned, there's probably not much in the way of interest there. And they might have to place him on waivers, bury him in the AHL like they did with Chris Wagner and Mike Riley in the past. That would be my preferred scenario. I would like to keep Matt Grizzlick. In terms of what's more likely, trading Matt Grizzlick and promoting Lori or keeping Grizzlick and sending Lori to the AHL, I think it's the latter option. Uh, if the Bruins want to remain successful this season, that defensive consistency, I think, is key. Uh, they have prioritized keeping the defensive group together, minus Connor Clifton and plus Kevin Shattenkirk. And it's not dissimilar to what the Tampa Bay Lightning did in 2019 when they lost to Columbus in the first round. They kept the defense core together, and then we saw them go to the Stanley Cup final and even win the next year. I'm not saying that's going to happen with the Bruins, but that consistency is key in terms of mitigating any unnecessary regression. There will be some regression. We all know this. The Bruins will not be the team they were last year. But you can mitigate that by remaining consistent on the blue line. If you're going to make some subtractions, it must be foreboard. Um, Grizzlick, McAvoy, one of the best defensive pairings in the NHL. And if you want to get the most out of McAvoy, if you want him to be at his best, keeping him with Grizzlick is key, I think. So uh, what's most likely, unless they're blown away with an offer and it's not just a salary dump, uh, I think it's more likely that Lori starts the season in AHL. Again, there's no shame in... Lori going to the AHL. There's no shame in Matt Poitra going to the OHL. These are still young players, and you want to develop them right. The NHL, I don't believe, is a developmental league. It's not always the best just to throw guys into the deep end. We saw, yeah, that with Pavel Zaka. Maybe he needed more time in the AHL before being thrown onto the Devils roster where he didn't quite pop. Um that's most likely, I believe, in my books that Grizzlick is kept and Lori sent down to the uh, Providence Bruins. We're going to talk about Danton Heinen, Alex Chason, and what's most likely for them here coming up after the break. All right, Bruins fans, let's talk about our PTO boys in Danton Heinen and... Uh, Alex Chason. The Bruins at the moment have $429,000 in projected cap space. They have no LTIR used. They don't really have anybody who's a candidate at this time. 
Uh, of course, they have $334,000 in dead cap space owed to Mike Riley after buying him out. They also have those bonus overages that are being paid to David Krejci, or not to them, but for them in terms of David Krejci and uh, Patrice Bergeron from last season. So that's not helping anything. Now, if the Bruins want to sign Danton Heinen and or Alex Chason, it will undoubtedly be something around $825,000, let's say. In order for them to do that, they would have to either, like we just talked about, trade Matt Grizzlick or Derek Forbort, or send some guys down to the AHL. Patrick Brown, A.J. Greer would be the likely candidates there. At present, they have 12 forwards under contract. Uh, so you subtract them, add Chason and um, Heinen, maybe Lauko as well, and then you have your lineup set. And that's keeping Jesper Bokvist, who I think has shown enough to earn a spot here. Um, that's the way that it would do, that it would happen. So what's more likely? The Bruins commit to Heinen, Chason, and wave Patrick Brown, AJ Greer, or they say thanks for coming to training camp and uh, good luck elsewhere. I don't know. It's it is that's a tough one at this point. I to be honest, I had thought that Heinen was pretty much a lock to make the opening night roster. Didn't see a ton from him the other night in the Buffalo game, and haven't really seen, I don't know if we've seen Chason in an exhibition game yet, but he has yet to light the lamp. That's what he's here for, is to to score, to, to give a boost to the power play. I'm not hugely enthused by the prospect of having Patrick Brown on the lineup, a 31-year-old kind of journeyman. Yes, he's a good face-off guy, penalty killer, but I don't know, it doesn't really excite me too much. Um, AJ Greer, he, you know, tried to get things going by dropping the gloves the other night, not a hugely successful round for him. I think he may be kind of lost in the shuffle with respect to Jacob Lauko being on the roster, Milan Lucic, James Van Riemsdyk, Trent Frederick, to a certain degree, all those guys bring what Greer does and more. You kind of made Greer a bit redundant by bringing on Lucic in that fourth line role. Now, Lucic may not be able to play every night, but uh, still, it's do you need two of those big banging fighters out there? Maybe not. Has Heinen done enough? I don't know. It's it's tough to say at this point. Has Shason done enough? It's going to be super interesting to see what happens here with respect to the lineup. I think the top nine is pretty solid with Marshawn, Pasternak, Coyle, Zaka, DeBrusque, Frederick, Geeky, 
And really, I think Jesper Bulkvist has shown enough to, I would love to see a line of Geeky, Frederick, and Bulkvist. I think that could be a sneaky, good third line. When it comes to the fourth line, you have Lucic, Feature, Lauko took a couple penalties last night. Maybe he didn't do himself any favors. Maybe you go with Lucic, Beecher, Heinen for some defensive responsibility there. Shason as your extra guy who can maybe spot Lucic on some nights and try to get the power play going with Greer and Brown, kind of the uh, the victims there. I don't know. There's some really interesting decisions to be made by Don Sweeney. Obviously, he was interested enough in those guys to see what they could bring to training camp. Um, Bokvist, I'm sorry, Brown, Greer, easily variable in the AHL. Um, Perhaps one of the defensemen will be waived as well. Forbort. Maybe Ian Mitchell, although he's on a cheap contract. You can keep him up. He played pretty well the other night. Uh, Maybe they cut bait with Jakobs Borrell. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how things shake out. But at this point, I think it's more likely that Heinen and Shason are retained than they are just uh, dropped. Because you can put Greer and uh, Brown in the AHL, call them up if necessary. But if you cut bait with Heinen and Shason, then those are just two assets that are just gone for nothing. Um, So I think in the end, that's what's going to happen. That's it for today's episode, my friends. I hope those of you watching on YouTube enjoy the new backdrop. We got some Bobby Orr in the background, Willie, Bruins book, Locked on Mug, some Bruins paraphernalia in the background. Got a new office set up here that I'm uh, excited about. And uh, that's it for today, my friends. Keep it locked on Locked On Boston Bruins for all the latest on the black and gold. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.